Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast, round 20 done and dusted. We'll have our rapid review coming in a couple of hours, that'll be out this morning for you guys to listen to, but round 20, before we get into the rapid review, so much has happened and so much has happened that is going to impact the rest of this season. A couple of injuries, a couple of suspensions, especially to halves, which personally I think is going to be super important coming into the back end of the season. Now this podcast, it's going to be three sections to it and I'm sure we'll talk about it on the Bloke in a Bar podcast which we will be recording in a couple of hours. So stay tuned for that. But three talking points for me to do with halves that have, are now going to miss football. The first one is the Penrith Panthers. We already knew Jerome Luai. He was out until probably week one, week two of the final series. Nathan Cleary has now joined him on the sideline. So what the Penrith Panthers do during this period will be very interesting. Now, they only probably need to win one more game to lock up a top four spot. So it isn't going to be massive for them. But there is a couple of options, which I think will be very interesting to see which avenue they take because I could see it going one of a few ways. So we'll get to that very soon. And there might even be an opportunity here to future plan for next year. We'll have a look at those in a minute. The second thing we're going to talk about is Mitch Moses, also out for four weeks. What does this mean for Parramatta and their title hunt? They've now got... You would have to assume Jacob Arthur coming in there. Parramatta fans have been booing him for the last month or so. And as I said last week on the Bloke in a Bar podcast, if something happens that there's an injury and you're relying on this guy and he gets you a top four spot or he wins you a couple of games, you better fucking apologize to him. So it'll be interesting to see how it goes with Jacob Arthur over the next few weeks and how Parramatta handle that. More importantly, how Dylan Brown handles it as well. And then not as important because they're obviously well and truly out of the finals race, but I think the West Tigers are interesting as well. We knew that Luke Brooks was out. Jackson Hastings now out as well. So I'll touch on why I think those two are very interesting and why it's it's crazy to think that both these guys aren't going to play again this year. But 
let's get into the Penrith Panthers first. So we knew that Jerome Luai was going to be out. We'd all accepted that. That was okay. Sean O'Sullivan was coming in. The Panthers would be okay. Wasn't going to be a huge issue. A huge issue. Obviously, uh, you would rather have Jerome Luai in there. No doubt about that. But I thought the Penrith Panthers would be okay. I thought it meant that they might drop a game on the way home or something. And uh, wow, didn't they drop a game? Obviously, in this one, the talking point is the Nathan Cleary uh, spear tackle on Dill Brown. He got sent off in the 17th minute. Uh, we'll talk about it more in the rapid review, but I was most disappointed because Parramatta had shown up. They were playing really good footy uh, early in that game, and then it sort of just all became a little bit irrelevant once we saw Nathan Cleary forced to leave the field. From that point on, it was game over, realistically. So, uh, I mean, you look at the score, obviously a big win for Parramatta, but it's really hard to take too much uh, into consideration. Now, what is more interesting is what the Penrith Panthers are going to do moving forward. Now, is it crucial then that they win more games of football? No, it's not, but they do want to come in with some form. You don't just want to be sitting around on your hands waiting for Nathan Cleary and Jerome Luai to, to return. So the halves are going to be super important, and they still want to lock up the, lock up the minor premiership. They still want to uh, assert dominance over the next few weeks, and it's an interesting few weeks. they got the Canberra Raiders this week down at GIO. They then go the Melbourne Storm, the South Sydney Rabbitohs, the Warriors, the Cowboys. So they're going to take on, uh, if you include the Raiders as, as a top eight team, which is probably a little bit controversial, but they'll still take on the Melbourne Storm, the South Sydney Rabbitohs, and the North Queensland Cowboys. In my opinion, um, they are going to have to beat at least one of those teams if they're going to win a premiership this year. I doubt that they'll be able to get to a grand final or win a premiership without beating the Melbourne Storm, the South Sydney Rabbitohs, or the North Queensland Cowboys. Three teams that are going to have a big say in the finals series this year. I think the Cowboys and probably the Bunnies are their biggest threats at the moment. I think the Melbourne Storm, uh, they could pull it all back together, but I'm a little bit worried about them at the moment. But South Sydney, they're the team that you probably don't want to play in the bottom four of the top eight, I think. I think they look uh, pretty scary at the moment. And the Cowboys, obviously, uh, that'll be in round 25. So it'll be interesting to see what the Panthers do there. Do they rest everyone for that game? Do the Cowboys do the same? That might be a reserve grade off realistically in that game. But what are the Panthers going to do for the next five weeks? As we said, wins are not crucial to them, but they want to still go into the finals with winning form. And they've got a couple of options. Now, Sean O'Sullivan, you would have to assume he becomes the halfback now. Playing 5-8 last week, he will take the reins of this side. He's been leading the New South Wales Cup team around the last few weeks. Now, I'm pretty sure uh, that Kurt Falls, our mate from New South Wales Cup, our mate that we spoke about in the preseason that has been uh, around for quite some time now, I'm pretty sure he's injured at the moment. So I'm not sure if they're going to be able to bring him in. I'm just having a look at New South Wales Cup. I was told he was injured. I'm just going to double check that uh, to make sure that he did not play on the weekend, which he did not. Okay, two young guys that played in the halves last week, which also brings me to my next point. So... The options they've got, and probably the most obvious one, is to play Jamin Salmon, yeah? So you can straight away plug Jamin Salmon into that team. He can jump in at 5'8". Uh, he's turned into a back rower, and if you haven't watched Rugby League much over the last few years, you probably would have assumed he was a back rower. Has been a halfback 5'8 for quite some time. Can also play centre Jamin Salmon. So he's one guy they could chuck in at 5'8". Now, that would probably be the easiest way to do this, yeah? Which wouldn't surprise me if that's the avenue they go down. The other option is they could debut Isaiah Katoa, the kid I've been talking about for quite some time. Time. Now, I believe Isaiah Katoa, he played for Barker on the weekend. He's still in high school. He's, he's 18. He is eligible to play first grade, obviously. But it looks like the Penrith Panthers have gone off him a little bit. Now, he's obviously signed with the Dolphins. I don't think the Panthers are overly stoked with this, as has Sean O'Sullivan. 
So to take two of their, uh, you know, backup halfbacks, I don't think the Panthers are stoked about this situation. My understanding is that they're not playing uh, Isaiah Katoa in reserve grade anymore or they're not really playing him at all now because he is going up there, which I understand from the Penrith Panthers' point of view. But if he is the best talented guy in the team now to come in and play in the halves, do you maybe turn to him? I think it'll be interesting. I don't think they will, to be honest with you. I think they'll go Jamin Salmon. But Isaiah Katoa, it is interesting to note that he is in this squad, yeah? That he is a guy that they could bring in. I think they'll go with Jamin Salmon, though. The other option... Obviously, it's been spoken about a lot. Uh, you've got the hooker, Api Kurosawa. He's been one of their best players the last few years. Tremendous talent. He's a guy that I think you could chuck into the halves, and I think he'd be okay. Do they want to do that or not? I'm not sure. But he isn't going to be there next year. So is this maybe an opportunity to give Mitch Kenny a real run at starting at nine or Sonny Luke? You could play one of them starting, one of them off the bench, and play Appy in the halves. Potentially, this could be a way that they could move forward. They could play with a halves combination of of um, Sean O'Sullivan and Api Curacao, bring the two nines that are going to play next year into the side and get a bit more experience into them. At the end of the day, they only have to win one game of first grade over the next five weeks to play finals. That could be an option. Or do they take the opportunity to put Jamin Salmon in there and give him real experience leading into the finals? Because he could be a real wild card come finals time as a super sub if he's had the experience. Because the reality is, um, he is probably better off getting that experience because you could bring, you know, a Sonny Luke or a Mitch Kenny, but are you going to carry them on the bench come finals time? Maybe you're better off carrying a Jamin Salmon who can cover literally, literally every position on the field and getting him out there more. I think that's what they'll do. But I think there is a little bit of legs to the idea of playing Abby Curacao in the halves and letting the young hookers that are going to be in charge of that position next year, giving them an opportunity to play. I would love to see them bring Isaiah Katoa. I think it would be unreal to see him run around. Uh, then you would see potentially the Dolphins halves for next year, but you would have to assume Milford will be in there. But it would be interesting to see Isaiah Katoa at the back end of the season, but I probably don't think they will. I think you'll see Jamin Salmon and Sean O'Sullivan, which I think will be a really interesting halves pairing. I'm not really sure uh, what to anticipate or what to expect there to be perfectly honest with you, but it is one that I will be watching very, very closely over the next few weeks, especially with their draw. Could be very interesting. Now let's move to Parramatta. They obviously knocked over the Penrith Panthers the other night. Big win for them. Sensational stuff. Mitch Moses, I believe it's a broken finger. So he's out for four weeks. All of a sudden, the Parramatta Eels, they're still fighting for a top eight spot. They're still fighting for a top four spot. There's a lot going on here for Parramatta. As it stands at the end of round 20, uh, they are sitting in sixth place. They are on the same amount of points as the Brisbane Broncos. They are one win ahead of the South Sydney Rabbitohs and they're two wins in front of the Sydney Roosters. So they're sitting in a pretty decent spot, yeah? You would have to say it's unlikely they drop out of the top eight, but it's not impossible. Without Moses, if they do go on a bit of a tough run where they don't play their best football, there definitely is a world where the Parramatta Eels could miss out on the top eight, which would be devastating for them considering the guys they're losing next year in IPAP and Reed Marnie. Uh, for them to fall out of the eight this year would be devastating. I personally don't think they will. I still think they play finals footy, but this really does put a dent in them heading into finals time. There is no doubt about that. We have a look at their draw over the next few weeks. This week, they play the Manly Seagulls at Brookvale when they get their seven guys back that, that, that sat out last week. They then play the South Sydney Rabbit at Combank who are going very well. They then play the Bulldogs who, despite them being a bottom eight team, they're playing pretty damn good footy at the moment, the, the Canterbury Bulldogs, and they'll, they'll be up for this one. It, it is a big rivalry game. Then they play the Broncos. Then they finish with the Melbourne Storm. Um, I mean, I, I'm confident they play finals footy this year. I think they make it. But when you have a look at that run home without Mitch Moses, 
I mean, there's a chance here that they could only win one or two games. Now, I think if they win two, that'll be enough to get them into finals. I'm pretty confident of that. If they win one, they might be in a little bit of danger. If they win none, they'll be in serious curry. And without Mitch Moses, it's going to be interesting. Now, Jacob Arthur, he's copped a lot of shit from fans over the last few weeks. Personally, I think it's unwarranted. I understand why fans aren't happy. I wouldn't pick Jacob Arthur in my 17 the way that Brad Arthur has. But this is sort of why, because this sort of shit happens and all of a sudden you need to turn to someone in your squad. Jacob Arthur is their next ball player up. And this is what I spoke about last week on Bloke in a Bar. We all get really shitty. We all get pissed off. People want to fucking boo like clowns. But all of a sudden, this guy becomes really important in your season. And I'm sure he wants to run out there knowing that the Parramatta Eels faithful are actually backing him. Unfortunately, he knows that they're completely against him, which I think is very bang average form from Parramatta fans. It's not Jacob Arthur's fault that he is getting picked there, yeah? I mean, you can run the father-son card, whatever the fuck you want. He is your next best ball player. Ball players, not sure if you've noticed in rugby league, they're kind of important, and he's going to be kind of important over the next few weeks if Parramatta are to play finals footy. Now, Mitch Moses, due to be out for four weeks, so you would like to think that he is back for the Melbourne Storm game at the end of the season, which might just be a must-win game for them. I think regardless of how it plays out, I don't. I think Parramatta, the best-case scenario is come round 25, they are playing for a top-four spot, yeah? If not, I think round 25, they're either playing to keep themselves in the top eight or they're playing for a home final in the bottom four, and that's going to be the thing with Parramatta. They play their best football at Combank Stadium, yeah? Now, if we get to the end of this season and they're sitting in seventh or eighth, that's going to be a huge pain in the ass. That's going to mean a trip to either Amy Park, potentially a trip to the SCG, or potentially playing the Bunnies out there at Homebush. It might even mean a trip to Shark Park. We don't know how this is going to play out. It might mean a trip to Suncorp. All of these away trips, you do not want a slice of that shit. You want to have the home... If you're in the bottom four of the eight, you need to be fifth and sixth because you want to have that home game. And if I'm Parramatta, I am desperate to get my paws on a Combank sudden death semi-final there. So the next few weeks are going to be very important for Parramatta. I believe they will go with Jacob Arthur. I think that's pretty evident that they will. How he handles it remains to be seen. We'll see how they go, but this is where probably the experience of the last few months of getting him into games here and there, it might really pay dividends. This is where, you know... Brad Arthur moving Dylan Brown out of 5'8 and into centre to get Jacob ready for a moment like this. It might pay dividends here. If he performs well, you would have to say, geez, Brad Arthur, he kind of knew what he was doing there. Now, I'm not saying that Jacob Arthur will brain it, but I think Parramatta fans, if you're serious about winning a comp this year, which you fucking should be considering you're 17, you need to get behind this kid. The booing needs to stop all that bullshit. You need to get around him and be positive with him because he's holding your fate at the moment. Dylan Brown, he's going to be key over the next few weeks. And I think the next th four weeks, it's going to be the biggest test of Dylan Brown's career that he has ever seen. It is a short career. It's a young career. But the next few weeks are going to be crucial. He is the man leading this side now. He's the ball player. Clint Gutherson, he will help him a lot. But Dylan Brown, he's the man that needs, needs to take control on this side because he cannot rely on Jacob Arthur to do everything. Dylan Brown, whether he likes it or not, he is now the experienced head in the halves here and he needs to take control of this side. I'm really looking forward to seeing how, one, Dylan Brown handled this, but two, Jacob Arthur, he knows that his fans are against him. He knows he's getting booed every game. I shouldn't say all the fans, but the louder ones, they're against him. And I'm not really hearing that many Parramatta fans defending him, to be honest with you. I'm sure you're out there. I don't doubt that whatsoever. But it is going to be a big test for him over the next few weeks. Now, the last team we're going to touch on, the West Tigers. Obviously not in finals contention, nothing like that. Uh, their season is done and dusted. It's Red Rover, Curtains, Fat Lady Singing, you, you name it. It's happening at the West Tigers. But... 
this is really interesting because you've got Luke Brooks who I would – like he's definitely played his last game of the season. I think that's pretty evident. I think that it's pretty evident that Jackson Hastings has now played the last game of his season or he has played the last game of his season. He's going to be out for up to 10 weeks. Uh, the West Tigers will not play finals footy. I think there's a chance that Jacko might play in the World Cup. I know that's what he's aiming for with his rehab. So fingers crossed he does get a selection for England. I think that he should be in that team. If he's not the starting seven or six, I think he'd be a perfect 14 to have. He's shown that he can play seven, six. He's shown that he can play 13. He's shown that you can just put him on a field and he'll have an impact on a game. So I think he's a must for the English side. Even if he's going to play no in the lead up to it. I think they have to pick him still. But it becomes interesting because you've got Adam Dewey, you've got Luke Brooks, you've got Jackson Hastings. All these guys are coming off contract November 1. Now, we saw Luke Brooks get injured last week and we all sort of went, okay, Jackson Hastings back to seven. It'll be his team again. All of a sudden, no, the West Tigers, they bring in Jock Madden, uh, who I really like. I've spoken about him for a long time. Big fan of Jock Madden. He killed it the other night. I thought he played really well. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. But that also showed me that Jackson Hastings, the plan for him long-term is obviously not to play in the seven jersey. Now, if I'm Jacko, I 100% want to play in the seven jersey. I don't want to say have an I told you so moment, but what was my number one worry with Jackson Hastings playing 13? His body was already banged up. He is a guy they cannot afford to lose. Shock me, uh, three games into playing 13, he's out for 10 weeks because his body, he did not have a first-grade preseason in the 13. It is ridiculous to put him through this much work. And I, I can hear you all complaining, yeah, but that tackle could have happened to anyone. 100% it could have, but Jackson Hastings has put his body in more positions to get injured, and he takes more runs than half of his forward pack. He takes more tough runs than half of his forward pack, because that's the guy that Jacko is. It was ridiculous to play in there, in my opinion. There's arguments that it freed them up a little bit. Yeah, 100%, but now they don't have him for the rest of the season. And you've got Luke Brooks and Jackson Hastings now gone. They will not play another game for the Tigers this year. Personally, I think one of them has played their last game for the Tigers. I'm not sure which one it will be, but I'm predicting that one of these two guys gets an early release. How is this going to work next year? If I'm Hastings and I'm his manager, I'll be going to the Tigers going, he can't play 13. This is ridiculous. He's carried injuries throughout the entire season for you guys. And then you play him at 13, puts him out for 10 weeks. I mean, who is shocked that Jackson Hastings, who has been carrying so many injuries all season, is now hurt because he was playing 13. He shouldn't have been taking that hit up in that moment. I think it's ridiculous. I think one of these two guys leaves. I don't know who, which one it will be. Could be both of them, for all we know, to be perfectly honest with you. I wouldn't be shocked if both have played their last games for the West Tigers. But I would be surprised if one of Luke Brooks or Jackson Hastings hasn't played their last game for the club. I think one of them will get an early release next season. One of them will find another club. You look around this competition, how many teams are desperate for a halfback? You look at around the competition at the start of this season, the Broncos, the Sharks, the Cowboys, all these teams filled their spots at halfback. You've still got a heap of teams out there that are desperate to find a seven. You've got a team like the Newcastle Knights still trying to work out who's going to play seven. They've lost Anthony Milford. They also need a six. Both of these guys would come in pretty handy there. You've got the Dolphins, who realistically don't have an established seven. They've got Sean O'Sullivan at the moment. They'll be desperate to get their poise on them. 
You got the New Zealand Warriors as well, who they've, you know, at the moment they're still picking Chanel Harris Tavita as their starting six. He's not going to be there next year. Reese Walsh isn't going to be there next year. A couple of spots could open up there. There's a few teams, the Canterbury Bulldogs, they might even go into the market for a halfback. Depends how far they think they can go with a Kyle Flanagan. There are a number of teams in this competition that would be willing to pay a little bit extra to get their hands on a Jackson Hastings or to get their hands on a Luke Brooks, in my opinion. And I think either one of those players would be crazy not to jump at another opportunity elsewhere. It's only Adam Dewey now that gets to show what he can do over the last five or six weeks until that date comes where they can sign elsewhere. It's going to be very interesting, and you never know. Maybe during this five or six-week period, it wouldn't shock me if Jock Madden makes everyone sit up and go, hey, Maybe I can be the guy here. Maybe I can be the guy to lead this team around. Not saying that's how it'll play out. I would I would definitely still rather have Jackson Hastings there. But I think one of Jacko or Luke Brooks, or potentially both of them, has played their last game for the West Tigers, and, it, and it's ended in a pretty disappointing way. Brooksy, the way that it finished for him last week, obviously uh, the North Queensland Cowboys winning that unbelievable, completely utter bullshit game, just sort of sums up Luke Brooks and his career there, unfortunately. It's just been a shit fight. And then you've got Jackson Hastings, who had to go off the field injured the other night. Granted, the Tigers had a fantastic win. It was sensational, but a very disappointing evening for Jackson Hastings, who was very keen to lead this team to the very end. I think one of them played their last game for the club. It'll be interesting to see how they handle the next few weeks. They've hit really good form at the moment. They've got a decent little run. Um, they play the Knights next week. Then they got the Sharks uh, in Tamworth, the Roosters. Then they got the Dragons. Then they finish off with the Canberra Raiders at Leichhardt Oval. Big few weeks coming up for the West Tigers, but I think one of those two has played their last game for the club. I'm looking forward to seeing how the Penrith Panthers handle the next five weeks. But probably most importantly, I'm very keen to see Parramatta, how they handle the next four weeks without Mitch Moses and fighting for a top four spot. And realistically, fighting to hold on to a top eight spot. If you don't want to argue that, they're definitely fighting for a home final in the in week one, which they will desperately need if they're going to give this competition a real shake. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.